This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the This Week in Rays Baseball podcast. Here's your host, Neil Solons. And thanks for joining us on our latest podcast. You could probably call this uh, the calm after the storm, the calm before the storm, uh, depending on how you want to look at the way things have gone this week and what may be to come for the Rays as we close in on the start of spring training. Joining us to begin, a guy who covers it all, Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times. So, Mark, is it the calm after the storm, after last week's big deal, uh, or the calm before since there's still maybe more to come? I'm going to go with both, Neil. I think um, it definitely is the calm after the storm. Certainly the moves of last week, the finalization of Steve Pierce's deal and the you know, trade for Corey Dickerson, which, you know, we'd all talked about, but to actually see it come to pl- come into play and, and Jake McGee go the other way. And I do think there are some more moves to come. I don't think anything necessarily as big as that. I mean, maybe if they were to trade Desmond Jennings, some might argue that would be a pretty big deal. But, you know, I think at this point, you know, the Rays are looking to sort out that, you know, kind of uh, overstocking they have of outfield first base DH types and, and find a way to shore up the bullpen, whether that's by trade or by a signing. But, you know, probably nothing as big as getting Corey Dickerson and trading Jake McGee is still going to happen. And one would think if it is, you know, however they fill the bullpen, that it's going to be a combination of things. Um, that they may trade, they may sign. I would think they're going to do a little bit of each and, and see, you know, w- which options work best once they get to spring training. Well, and, and that's kind of the beauty of the flexibility the Rays have, and, and that's usually how they work it. And yeah, you know, the one thing they have against them right now is the roster is still full. So if they trade for somebody, you know, and they're a forty-man player, they're going to have to trade, you know, a forty-man player for one. We certainly think they've got, you know, an outfielder to deal and and/or first baseman James Loney, so they should have some space to work with. If they sign somebody, it may be a little trickier, and you may see them, you know, try to sign some veteran guys to those non-roster deals, bring them in. You know, they're going to have some spots when they put people on the on the sixty-day DL, but. You know, there's some veteran guys out there that don't want to take minor league deals. We just saw that, you know, with old friend Johnny Gomes uh, the mm-hmm. other day signed to go to Japan. I mean, the Rays weren't interested, but, you know, just he couldn't get a big league gig. So he went ahead and took the sure money in Japan. So it'll be curious to see over the next couple of weeks some of these guys, you know, maybe they get a little more desperate and they're open to taking a minor league deal and coming to camp. The Rays certainly have a good track record with promoting guys like that. Yeah, and, and you mentioned the key. The, the Rays don't have a ton of flexibility with the roster currently, but they will. Um, you know, because they do have uh, an extra catcher if Hank Conger and Kurt Casale make the team. In, in, in Rene Rivera, they do have two pitchers who are going to have to go on the 60-day DL, and you mentioned that if they're healthy, they do have an extra position player. So it's almost it, – it's odd. It's been a tight 40-man roster all off season, but for the 25-man come opening day, once you get to mid-March, it becomes a lot looser. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you have to give the race front office credit. I mean, they know that. And, and you know, as fans and as media people and, and you know, observers, uh, you get caught up in what the situation is now. But, you know, Matt Silverman and, and Eric Neander and Heim Bloom, I mean, they know the goal is to get their best team on the field you know, on April 3rd. And, 
you know, they know what their roster's going to look like. And hanging on to guys now, I mean, we've talked many times this offseason. We thought Rene Rivera was going to go. We thought Rene Rivera was going to go. You know, to this point, he's hung on to his spot. But, yes, they will have, in theory, anywhere between three to five roster spots between now and the start of the season on that 40-man you know, slot. So there's ways to add guys, and they know that, and that's part of the reason I'm sure they're slow playing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's two ways it can go. Uh, I look at the last two years as the perfect examples. The Rays traded for Nathan Carnes in the Jose Lobaton deal when they had an extra catcher basically the day before spring training started. Uh, and then last year they kept David DeJesus all the way through, and they needed him. Um, and I guess the question is, they're going to have to really evaluate their health closely as to which way they want to play it. Well, and that's part of it, Neil. And, you know, you were on the conference call with Matt Silverman, you know, after the Corey Dickerson trade, and he said repeatedly, you know, if everyone's healthy, then, you know, we appear to have one too many, and we want to make sure everyone's healthy. And, you know, they saw how they were decimated, more so on the pitching side, but, you know, by the injuries in spring last year. And, yeah, if they show up in spring training with Desmond Jennings, Brandon Geyer, and James Loney, that's not necessarily a bad thing. There's no reason, you know, they've got six more weeks. They can play that out and see what happens, and you know, whether it's to make sure their own guys are healthy or to see if another team has an injury. I mean, that's not, you know, that's how the game works. It's not necessarily bad to prey on another team's misfortune, but, you know, let's just say they could only get X for Desmond Jennings or James Loney right now, but if another team has an injury during the spring, suddenly have a need and the Rays can get 2x in return for one of those guys it would pay off uh, from their standpoint to hang on and wait and it doesn't impact the Rays in this specific situation but I think a great example is look you know the Yankees are not going to uh, add a James Loney via via trade or deal however um, the fact that Greg Bird is out for the year hurts their situation there are going to be other teams like them that run into the unexpected in terms of a player being down for a more significant period of time than they could have ever imagined. Absolutely, and and that's you know again, I don't think the Yankees are a good fit. I know several you know of our Twitter followers and, and emailers were suggesting that the mm-hmm. other day. You know, Mark Teixeira is still the Yankee first baseman, and you know whether he gets out of spring training or not could dictate whether the Yankees have to go to the market. But but that's a great example of what we're talking about. If the Rays show up in camp with all their pieces. And as players start reporting and minor injuries become major injuries and guys that told the team they were in shape turn out not to be, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can go wrong as the Rays saw themselves last year. Are those really the the storyline or the storyline to watch going forward between now and the start of spring training, even probably the first couple weeks of spring training before games begin? Yeah, because, I mean, the Rays don't have a lot of position battles. I mean, you know, the Ian Desmond situation is still out there. The longer he goes without signing with another team, the longer you wonder if the Rays will figure out a way where, you know, even though they have to give up that number 13 draft pick, they get enough of a, a financial break on the deal. You know, so I still think that's a possibility for the Rays. I still think they're going to improve the bullpen, and they have to sort out that, you know, outfield first base DH overload. But those are all, you know, none of those things necessarily, you know, have to be resolved anytime soon. So it, it could be a quite a couple weeks. But like I said, I do think they're going to see some additions before they play the Blue Jays on April 3rd. You know, we get through the Super Bowl, and we really, baseball becomes in full focus, and I always think that it really becomes in full focus because that weekend is also the weekend of the Ted Williams uh, Hall of Fame induction dinner, which is for Chris Archer and friends uh, this weekend. What are you most looking forward to in terms of uh, the event itself, and is that for you almost like a sure sign, okay, we're finally here? 
It, it is, Neil, and it, it's a great event uh, for those of you listening who haven't had a chance to go, and, and you know, if, if not this year, in the future, mark it down, because it, it's, it's really a fun thing. You see some players, current players, but to me the highlight is the former players, those that are being inducted, and the speeches that are usually given to introduce them, and then the speeches they give, and, and just to hear them, and it's a relaxed setting, and, and you know, it's a casual setting, and, and I think they, they speak freely. Uh, you know, I'm working on a piece in advance of the dinner on Alan Trammell, talked to him on the telephone the other night, and he had a great story about his own interaction with Ted Williams. And just to hear these guys tell these stories is really cool. And look, for a guy like Alan Trammell, he's someone who is uh, a borderline Hall of Famer. Some have made great cases in his favor. He obviously hasn't gotten in. It's going to be up to a veterans committee at some point to see whether he ever does get in. But I'm sure it has to be gratifying to go into a Hall of Fame with the name attached to it of Ted Williams. He was very touched, and then, you know, a guy, too, that isn't necessarily known for his offense. I mean, you think of Alan Trammell, and, and you think of that steady defensive player for so long wearing the, the old English uh, lettering of the Tigers, but, you know, he wasn't a bad offensive player. He had a two eighty five career average. He had a 28-homer season. He had a 21-homer season, and, you know, he talked a little bit in, in our conversation about that, and, you know, very humble, very grateful for the attention he received, and, and you know, not... You know, anyone's going to be disappointed to not make it to Cooperstown and to not be voted in that, that, you know, at least made it to the ballot. But he had a good perspective on that and, and actually offered the thoughts that, you know, since he wasn't voted in by the writers, he will be considered by the Veterans Committee. And if there was a way for he and Lou Whitaker to go in together, he said that would be the dream scenario. Pretty, pretty uh, great double play combination. Uh, probably the best in terms of just pure defense in their era. So it should be uh, an interesting story to watch as we go forward. And you'll be following all the stories, not only from the Ted Williams uh, Hall of Fame induction ceremony, but also uh, throughout uh, the days leading up to spring training and throughout the season. And certainly, Mark, we appreciate a few minutes on our latest podcast. Anytime, Neil. The countdown to Port Charlotte is on. I know you can't wait. You you know it. (laughs) That is Mark Topkin of the Tampa Bay Times, and we certainly appreciate him joining us on our podcast today. Now, this weekend, we mentioned, is the big dinner, the Ted Williams dinner here at Tropicana Field. Next weekend is a pretty cool event, too, and joining us to talk about it is a director of strategy and development for the race, Stefan Thomas. Stefan, thanks very much for being with us. Oh, Thank you. No, I really appreciate it. And next weekend really is a dual event. Let's start with something that the Rays are now doing for their third consecutive year, which is outfitting T-ball kids throughout the Tampa Bay area. Uh, and it's a program that is doubled from, what, five to 10,000 kids now? Yeah, so we, we've actually outgrown our program. So from 5,000 to 10,000 of our uh, raised jerseys will be uh, for T-ball kids throughout the area, uh, as well as caps and really kind of going down through the nine areas in Tampa Bay, as well as uh, to Charlotte County as well. And in connection with that, you are having uh, an event on uh, Saturday, uh, February 13th. So tell us a little bit about that portion of this weekend event where the Rays are really involved with kids in the community. Yeah, so on Saturday, February 13th, we're going to have a parent and coaches t-ball clinic here at Tropicana Field starting at 10 a.m. And uh, Kevin Cash, Tom Foley, as well as Jim Hickey are going to be on hand for that event. And this is really a great opportunity for us to really kind of launch and kick off our play ball program uh, with those three individuals, as well as all of our parents and coaches got opportunity to like really learn uh, fun ways that their kid can really engage with the game of baseball. And you've done it not only with the Rays, but uh, you've brought back a group called the Positive Coaching Alliance. And you're really trying to make sure that the coaches have the right methods to be able to let kids enjoy the game at this age. Yeah, really, the goal of this whole program is to make sure kids are having fun. 
Uh, it's really to fall in love with the game of baseball and softball at a very early age. And all of these techniques that Positive Coaching Alliance, USA Baseball, all of our, our, our partners really in this program is really to make sure that kids are having fun with the game of baseball and softball at such an early age. And this is something that if they're in the t-ball program or not in the t-ball program, this is for coaches. So they just have to come on Saturday from what hour to what hour? So it's from 10 to 3 p.m. And then really, if you're a coach or a parent, if you just want to learn more ways that you can uh, really engage your child uh, to you know learn the game of baseball, this is an event for you. And it's really from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Tropicana Field on Saturday, February 13th. And the following day on Sunday is a new event. And this is really tied to something that Major League Baseball as a whole is trying to promote on Commissioner Rob Manfred. Yeah, so Sunday, February 14th is our play ball day. Um, so it's an event free for everyone at Tropicana Field. Uh, please bring your kids, your parents, your family. Um, everybody's invited uh, for really a day of play, uh, exactly what, what play, by, play ball day is. Uh, so we're going to have baseball instruction, uh, inflatable games, uh, face painters, uh, caricature artists, a whole bunch of different activities that kids can really, um, really just play around Tropicana Field. So for four hours from 10 to 2 on Sunday, February 14th, uh, play ball day uh, is really going to be a great opportunity to, to, to play and have fun at Tropicana Field. And you've got participation from Rays alumni, too, because Andy Sonnenstein and Mike DeFelice are going to be out here instructing. Yeah, so they're going to be here as well. So we're going to have a wiffle ball home run, de- home run derby station, and uh, Mike DeFelice and Andy Sonnenstein will be uh, you know, playing pitching to kids at that event, as well as we're going to have some of our baseball camp coaches uh, doing instruction on hitting, pitching, and fielding, and Andy and Mike are going to be involved in that as well. And I know you went down to the USA Baseball Complex in Durham, North Carolina, and they're really helping promote this play initiative. So for fans who may be unfamiliar with it or what it's about and what Major League Baseball is trying to do, elaborate a little bit. Yeah, so one of the, the great partnerships is with, uh, with USA Baseball. Um, one of the new things that we've been able to do with them is really develop this toolkit. Uh, so we have a raised baseball toolkit that we're going to be able to give out to everybody in tennis for both Saturday and Sunday's event um, and really just highlights all of the, the fun activities with the game of baseball, um, kind of the pitch smart, uh, safety, health, uh, kind of all of our championship principles of the ways that we want kids to play baseball. Um, and that's really, this, this event for us is really kind of the launching pad for this whole program. And this is, again, a free event. So if people are looking for something to do, it's Valentine's Day Sunday. You can show love for the kids during the daytime and then maybe have, you know, show love for your spouse and do something at nighttime. They don't even have to pre-register, right? No, registration is free, so just show up for either Saturday's event or or Sunday's event. And really, we talk about it, just falling in love with the game of baseball on Valentine's Day. And this is, again, where if they want to learn more on the web, where can they go? They can go to raisebaseball.com slash playball. If you have questions, you can email community at raisebaseball.com. Stefan, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, Thank you, Neil. That's Stefan Thomas, again, of the Tampa Bay Rays. We hope to see you at the ballpark this weekend for the Ted Williams Dinner, next weekend for the two events the Rays are doing, uh, tied with playing ball, and hopefully your kids are doing a lot of that in the future. And if you don't get to go to the dinner this weekend, well, we'll have some on that on our upcoming podcast with some pretty cool interviews. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon.